How you doing, man? I'm good, man. You good? Cool, I'm cool, good. Cool. Looking fresh. Excited. Thank you. Hey, look at I that. I was like, what do I wear? What do I wear? <laughs> I called up uh, Shabin Chindi. I'm like, yo, give me some unreleased shabab. Let me. Oh, no, no way. Like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then I think everyone woke up so late. Assalamu alaikum brothers and sisters welcome to another episode of buckle up with me today is who I considered one of the best content makers that we have in Arabia not only in Dubai someone with incredible vision someone if you just take a look at his Instagram you will love it you'll hit that follow button if you meet him you'll go like this guy is creative and once you get to know him even more which we're trying to do in this episode I'm sure you also respect and love this guy we got with us Akib Anwar what's up man assalamu alaikum what's up brother you good? I'm just honored to be here and uh, oh, the introduction was... Uh, oh, no, man. man just, don't, don't make me tear up like right from the It's start. the truth. I think anyone that uh, knows you uh, will would agree. You ready for Buckle Up? I am. Now, get now to Buckle Up. Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right, perfect. Uh, okay, so Akib is a, a true gentleman. He got me this uh, coconut water. Tell me more about that. Well, I mean, I've been working out of D3 a lot. And yes. I've, and I've seen this one guy. I think he's from Sri Lanka or India. I'm not sure. And, and I saw how passionate he was about launching this. And when I finally did try it, I was like, wow, this is incredible. And, but when I saw that it was pink in color, I'm like, what is added to it? Yeah. And apparently that is what happens to coconut water when you, when you leave it fresh, untouched. Really? Um, and it tastes amazing. I want you to try it. We'll definitely try it. Yeah. We'll definitely is. try it. We're in D3 now. What, is, what does D3 mean to you? Like, how amazing is that place? D3? Yeah. I love it. I love it. I think it's, it's it's a place that brings all of us together. True. It is a place where I know, like, at any given evening, if I want to come and just, like... Do you get inspired or, here a lot? Um, I wouldn't say inspired by the, the location, per okay. se, but okay. inspired by the people the that people. you get to meet. Okay, like, okay, everyone okay. is on it. Everyone yeah. is trying to do something. Everyone True. is trying to think of the next thing that they can that they can bring to Dubai. And, True. And I think it's nice to be a part of it. Agreed. So, listen, thanks for your time, man, for coming on Buckle Ups. Um, first thing is first. I know for a fact that you... You quit your job about a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago? A couple so? years ago. A couple of years ago. I'm really interested in what led you to that. Because that's not, like I respect people like you because quitting your job to follow your passion is not something easy. Like we all have lives, we got to put you know money on the table. Take me through the whole thing, that your process, what made you decide when you quit, like everything. Okay, um, you have to backtrack a lot. Yeah. So I yeah. studied economics in okay. university back in India. Okay. And once I was done with that, my dad offered um, to start a business for me. I mean, it's, it's the business that he runs in Dubai. And he okay. said, if I have someone, if I have my family to take care of it, then we can get distributorship for this mattress company, which is the business that he does over here. Okay. And I, by nature, I'm very lazy. So we, Well, we don't see that. You don't see that, but, I, but I'm a very lazy person. Okay. Um, so for me, it was like, okay, I don't have to go for campus interviews. I well, that work may be, may be lazy, but in other words, I don't see you lazy at all. I disagree with that. I don't know about that. I'm just, <laughs> but I see what you're saying. Yeah, so, saying. so for me, it was like, I don't have to look for a job. I, I have gotcha. a business coming to me, Yeah. so I'll do it. It's easy. And, and, and at the time, I was very comfortable in India. I liked every. I liked my friends. I had a good set of people, mm. so I didn't want to move. So, yeah. uh, so I said, I'll you're do it. You're born and raised here. I mean, sorry, born, born and raised here. Yeah, in yeah. Dubai. and then you moved a little bit to India. And and in 2003, yeah. the whole family moved back, and then 2014, I came back. Mm -hmm. So I, I took up that business, and I did that for about four years, where I had to meet with just retailers who would sell mattresses. Okay. And that was my life. But these guys were like 40, 50 years old. They were happy just sitting in a shop selling mattresses. And I'm like, yo, like I have these luxury mattresses, and and, 
every day. I was oh, like, what man. am I doing? Why am I doing this? Man. And then, then I opened a retail store. And finally one day, like, uh, it was nice. It was, it was, it was a huge um, accomplishment because my dad gave me very little money and he said, I want you to open a flagship store for this in Chennai. And you were able to do it? And I was able to do it. I, I collaborated with my cousin who was, uh, was an architect. And then we came up with something really nice. Huh. And then one day, it started going well. I would sit in the shop because they say, you know, you get the barakah if you sit in the store. Yeah. So I would be there, but there was nothing happening. So I'd be on YouTube just whiling away my time. I then diversified into like wallpapers and, and artificial grass because I'm like, just mattresses is not enough. <laughs> but it wasn't me, you know. But I mean, you were trying to be creative in your field. Yeah, I mean, I had to make it work because we had you had the advent of the internet True. back in 2014, 2013. And I was like, okay, this is what's happening around the world. How do I make something cool? I, I tried to make uh, research about it and stuff. Right. And then I had my friend's mom, who was a very loyal customer. She loved everything that I did with the store. She came one day and she was like, I love that you got wallpapers, but I think you really have to get into like vinyl art that you can just... And as she was talking, I zoned out and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like, At that point, you still I, remember? I still remember. That's when I wow. zoned out and I was like, this is not what I want to do in life. I'm, I'm 23 years old at that, at that point. And I was like, I don't want this. I, I really don't want this. And then wow. a few more years of stagnant life in Chennai where nothing really happens and I was very comfortable. And then my parents were like, why don't you move to Dubai, start your career? You're clearly not into um, selling mattresses. <laughs> they noticed that. <laughs> they noticed. Um, and a bunch of other things happened yeah. that I wouldn't want to share. Okay, okay. Um, and so they were like, why don't you come to... Um, Dubai. To Dubai, you can live with us rent-free, don't worry about anything. Start your career, work in a multinational company, mm. whatever. So growing up as an Indian Muslim kid, you're never... You never thought of being a creative. You never told that oh, you can you can do this, you can do that, or at least from the family that we came from, it wasn't uh, a thing. You mean like a making a career out of, uh, creativity, of being a creativity? Like I, mm. like I never thought at one point that I was a creative person. Uh, my whole life, I felt and I, I projected for myself the life that my dad had, which is I don't want to cut your thing or yeah. thoughts, but is that is that because of the situation you were in, or this is what you were subjected to? It's just how my my, my whole family, in terms of my okay. uncles from my mom's side, dad's side, cousins, mm -hmm. that's that's the life that they lived. You and you, by the way, you're not really Arabs are not really like it's not far. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. We it's have the same same mentality. Same mentality. You know? Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't a scenario where they were like, oh, you're good at this, you should, you should pursue yes. it. You, you just think that, okay, I'm going to finish university and I'm going to get a job. It's going to be hopefully in a multinational company. Hopefully I'll get to travel the world here and there on training programs. And, 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 and then you get married and then you have children and that's it. Wow. Um, so yeah, you can pick, up, pick, pick it up. No, I can't. No? Okay. <laughs> okay. I just noticed that in every um, buckle up with Big House, someone gets a call. Yeah. Always. I know, I and get I people like, I don't at want like that to happen. 2 so I put it on silent and this vibration wouldn't stop. Uh, it's all good. So, yeah, so looking back, I realized that I was a creative person. Like, yeah. I used to write poems, I used to sketch. Um, but man, what you're saying is very kind of kind of inspiring in a way because you're saying that, yani, subhanAllah, you're, you're surrounding in, in the family, you felt that it was, yani, you, you weren't supposed to be a queen, yeah. but your internal feelings were telling you everything was about you was telling you that, you know, you want to pursue No, that. the opposite. Okay. The opposite. Nothing in me told me that I should pursue it. Nothing in you told you? Because wow. because of the conditioning, because of ah. the nurture. The, the, what happened? Um, Do you think the trip to Dubai helped? 
No, so when I moved back to Dubai, then I, I got a job yes, in the same company that company. my dad used to work in when I was born. Wow. So I was like, okay, this is it's it's the same path. Like you know, hopefully I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be just like my dad. Yeah. But one thing that I knew growing up was like, no matter what I did, I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be at the top. Um, but when I joined this job, it's a Lebanese company, and 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 so when you start out, you start off. Everyone starts off at the same level. Is it advertising or is it? Um, it was sales, sales, sales and okay. many sales. Okay. Um, for FMCG consumer goods. Okay. So I, okay. My job would be to go to supermarkets, and they put me when I started. They put me in supermarkets in Bardubai and Dera that haven't people haven't gone in ages. So my job was to go there and be like, okay, you only have two shelves for Pringles. I need a whole block. Wow. So this was my job. This is what I started with. And then slowly, they they gave me better areas. They gave me Jumeirah. They gave me Dubai Mall, and, mm, mm, mm. and it was nice. But I would always look around, and because I was always out in the field, you see people living a good life. You see fancy cars, and you see people at the top of their game right. in Dubai. And I'm like, if I'm getting the salary that I'm getting now, and if it's going to take me ten years to be a national sales manager to earn like something that I would be happy with. Like, I'm not. I'm not down for this. You know, it's gonna. It's gonna take too long. So when you get into the system, they keep you there, and then after like a couple of years, they might give you a promotion. Then you, you know, you're it's, stuck in. But it's good that you know that this was the system. A lot of people, you know, maybe I, I was even one of them. I felt like you know. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice that you figured out that that's the system and you needed to get out. Yeah, because what, I, I yeah. would look around and I'm like. How are these people so wealthy? Like every other car is, is a fancy car. Not that I want fancy cars, and not that I'm really into material goods. Yeah. yeah. But you were just I'm like, curious. There's no way that this is the this is the kind of money everyone's making. It has mm. to be more than this. So I would always think when I went to these jobs, I'm like, what can I start? What business can I start that can help everyone? Mm. Um, that that would want that would make everyone want my service or my business. How do I, how do I get rich? And I was never thinking. How, how can I use my creativity? But I was like, I need to be more successful than I am doing this job. Wow. Do you still remember that moment or the night when you decided you, you want to quit? Like, no, it was, it, was a, it was a long process. Um, mm, it was like a period. It was a period uh, that I went. It wasn't like just a day coming. I quit. No, of next course day. not. Of course not. That, okay. that, that's silly. No, I love that you said that because there's a lot of so-called inspiring people out there. I quit my job, and then how do you live? How do you? No way. And you I would never recommend that. And that's okay. That's what I'm being more careful moving forward with my Instagram and my channels. I'm not like everyone can set your mind to anything, and you mm. can do it. No, there are a lot of things that that worked for me. That there are a lot of privileges that I had that enabled me to do that. That other people might not have, and that so might not on have. And so so, I, yeah. so you can't have a blanket statement where like put your mind to it, believe in it, manifest it, and it will happen. <laughs> yes, of course, like hard work is important, but you need to look at the variables. For right. example, I lived, I still do live with my parents. Mm. My rent that I contribute at home is much less than if I just had to get my own place. Alone. Which is a blessing. Which yeah, is a blessing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have to think of where my next meal is going to come from because my mom's an amazing cook. Bless her. So I didn't have to think about all of these things, and I. And then I, I had the privilege of having a job that gave me a salary that got me to buy my car, which which enabled me to explore. That gave me the salary to buy my first camera, to buy better lenses, to buy a drone. So if I didn't have all of that, I wouldn't be where I am now. So I can't say, you know, screw the corporate world, screw the job. I sure. You know. How long would the process say like it took? Is it like six months, three months, one uh, year? So for me, I think I think it was a total of about. One year. Okay. It started off with an Instagram meet that I went for. Yeah, I heard about that. T uh, tell me about that. You want it lower? Um, I was freezing a bit. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. 
Yeah, so it's an Instagram meet. An Instagram so meet. So Instagram meet is what is organized by Instagram itself, or no, it's just a... by people passionate in the community. Okay. So okay. there's there's one guy called Harold Herrera. Mm. Shouts out Harold if Shout you're out watching to this. He he was someone back in the day. What this is 2015. Yeah. That would try to organize a community of people who would go on photo walks, who would meet take pictures, walk around, have food together. The first time I came across Harold's page was when Instagram featured him. Okay. And I was like, wow, there's someone into photography in Dubai. I must follow this guy. But I wasn't really into photography as much as I am now, but I liked it. I always mm. liked it. I used to take pictures with my phone and I try to like frame it nice. So he would, he would organize a lot of these meets and I would think to myself, and, and this was when I was in, in that Lebanese company, my lifestyle was yeah. like a Lebanese boy, oh, wow. which is basically <laughs> yeah. you work and then you live for the weekends. Yes. I'm not saying everyone though, but yeah. you live for the weekends, party, techno. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of life that I had. Gotcha. And so when I looked at his Insta meets, I was like, what a bunch of losers. Like, who? would want to wake up at six in the morning wow. and meet up with strangers and take pictures. These guys have no life, like I'm not going. So I, I skipped, you I think- skipped that, okay. I skipped, I think like five, six different Insta meets. And then there was one with level shoes. Oh wow, okay. Um, and, and like I mentioned, I used to like designing shoes in, 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 in school. Like I would design basketball shoes, really? um, football Sweet. shoes. I would just doodle them. Okay. And when it came to me having to decide what I want to do with my life, I wanted to be a footwear designer, but because of my lack you look of like a footwear designer, yeah, we dope. <laughs> because of my lack of knowledge back then, I was like, it's too effeminate. You know, it's too what? It's too effeminate. Ah, like I, I'd have to mm. go to fashion school. My 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 guy friends are gonna make fun of me. It was mm. a stupid way of thinking back then. It was okay. before the whole wave of feminism, which which I support, which basically opens yeah. your mind to the kind of misogyny that exists in in in, in our world today. Yeah. So that prevented me from going to a, a fashion school to learn. If you had the opportunity to go to fashion, if, if I knew you? now, would if you? I knew now, no. Okay. Because there are people who are, who are more talented and who've mm. spent more time in it. If I knew now, if if I if during this era of yeah. of feminism and like guys like us knowing what it means and if i was 18 years old and if i had the choice then yes you would do it i would do it okay so, so I you skipped decided, you, sk you skipped these uh, you know meetups and then on that day i finally decided, decided to, to go for this one okay i was like i like shoes i like photography let's yeah. see how it goes and and so we go there and i'm like what happens in an instant meet they're like you need to take pictures incorporate shoes because that's the brand that's paying for all of this yeah. paying for this experience yeah um just trying to make sure that you take pictures of shoes and people I'm like, who do I shoot? They're like, your fellow Instagrammers. Okay. And I'm like, so I can just ask them to do something for me and take a picture? They're like, yeah. So that was the first time mm. that- You're actually asking, you I know. experienced the joy of photography, of going up to a stranger and be like, hey, can I take your picture? And they'll be like, me? I'm like, and they'll be like, why? I'm like, because I like your outfit. I like, yeah. you know, the light's good. Do you want to? And all of them said yes. So, and I really love that process. And from that day onwards, Every weekend, I heard you say that a couple of times. I think in a couple of, um, you know, stuff I saw on you online, you liked the fact when you had the freedom or the possibility, opportunity to take a picture to somebody. Yeah, that that means a lot to you. I think it is a very personal, intimate moment. Mm. 
when someone gives you their consent to take their picture. Right, but it's it's, it's nice. I don't, I'm not sure if all photographers like you know you know feel, feel that way. Yeah. But it's kind of nice that you say that because yeah. I think it's uh, it really there is something here. Yeah, that consent is. Uh, of course, not to say that I don't take street pictures where mm. which is not very consenty, but I make sure that <laughs> yeah. it doesn't yeah. put anyone in a in a, yes. in a in a situation or in a in a position that they of don't course. want to see themselves in. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like that. I like that look of it's like they want to look good, but they look vulnerable. And yes. there's so much emotion. Yeah, that's 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 um, what I love. Yeah, um, okay. So that day somehow changed your life. Changed my life. Yes, yes. Because that was that was what opened out how photography works. From that day on, you would say that things started to things started to change because from that week weekend on, mm. when there would be instamies, 6 a.m. there at Creekside. You're there. I'm there. Okay. I told my Lebanese friends I'm not coming. <laughs> I have a photo walk to go to. Mm. Uh, I became you one of those. Start not showing up to the night parties. Showing up showing at six a.m. And and my parents were happy. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <they're>, alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Uh, um, look, personally, for example, for me, I like when you take um, portraits. I don't. I don't like to label people, man. Mm -hmm. Like I. I think you're free to do whatever you want. But when you take those portraits for people, to each photographer, definitely their style. But. What is it like? How are you able to put that person in, in that state? Like, what goes to your mind creatively? Like, is there a process, or is just you let them be on their own? And it depends. So, for some people, you really have to direct um, them, direct them, mm. make them feel at ease. Mm. Um, you know, to, to get what you want. Yeah. But I think some of my favorite photos are when I go up to them and and, and I don't say a word. Okay. And they don't know what I'm thinking, and so then they're trying to. Nobody knows what's happening. Even I don't know what's happening. I love that. So everyone's in a state of like, uh, and and if and I would see you a say moment, these are the photos that show up to be the better ones? Those are the ones that I like. And that uh, you like. That, that I really like. But also the the staged ones and and where people are. The thing with me is, and this is a problem that I have, mm. is that I don't really have a clear cut vision of what I want and how I want something to be. Huh. I'm very like, let's go, let's figure it out. Yeah. The problem with that now is I want to grow as a photographer. I want to grow as a person, as an artist, so to speak. So, like, how how do I take it to the next level? And the next level will probably be more staged, more photography so? that has a meaning. I'm just trying to challenge you. Do you think so? Again, I'm not talking from. Do I think I'm, I'm the least creative person ever. But I'm just. Do you think it has to be much more staged, much more documented? You know. I wouldn't studied. say staged, but I, I would, uh, why I've taken a sort of break from shooting the way I usually shoot, which is like call up someone and be like, hey, let's go walk around and shoot, yeah. is I want more, I want there to be more meaning to what I'm doing. Okay. So, okay. in a way, I've started to implement that on my feed or the pictures that I take where I've, I've stopped shooting white people. Mm. Because they have enough representation. Oh, that's so powerful! So, wow. so I'm like, okay, let's let's shoot Arab girls, let's mm. shoot Arab men, let's yeah. shoot Indian girls. Yeah. So I would rather like in any little way that culture I can, means a lot to you. And I know I, it does. I, I, I know that I've sensed that. You know, there was uh, you know a couple of things that happened. Uh, you yeah. know, with the uh, you know Walid Shah and shout out yeah. to Walid. Shout out Walid. Um, and it's it's. I mean, I, this dialogue was really good. And shout out to Dukan for making that dialogue at that time. And um, it was nice that we get to talk about it. Like you know, 
I think um, I think it's important, and I know that you are also uh, mm. you also uh, oh, think the same think, way. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was listening. Uh, we we bro, we don't have people telling our story. We have other people telling our story. Yeah, and I was just, I was it's also always, listening to to like your 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 buckle up with mm. um, Mo Flow, and you were talking yeah. about the, the the Kendrick Lamar incident. Yes, with, with the N word. Yeah, and and the justification that people give. Is that oh you know Middle East this is not how we this is I mean for us it's Adi like we just we yeah. just use it it's no big deal oh yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. that's not that's not an excuse and that's this is what I've, this is what I've learned from my trip to America and mm. like to to meeting people like Ashley and and people yeah. who actually take the time to explain to you why something is wrong so like yes. again even with feminism I was like I'm not a feminist fuck that like there's yeah. no way yeah but yeah. when you have people explain to you and then you read more about it and yeah. you, you understand why people say when they say men are trash they don't mean all men. You know, if you get offended, then then there's a, there's yeah. a problem. It's of obviously course. not. So with the N word, for example, just don't say it. Yeah, it's not it's not for you to say. It's it. not for you to say it. If if Kendrick raps about it in his song, yeah, then that's his prerogative. He can use it. Yeah, you, I mean, this is what uh, at, that, at that point because that track contained a lot of N word apparently, and she was a fan. But you know, I wouldn't even feel comfortable at all, even like getting on stage. The thing is, uh, I think that the topic at that time was because she's a fan. She's not used to you know. Like for example, if you want to say shit, you would say ish. In the moment. So in the moment, she said that, and then he. But I liked what he did because he put a. It was it was viral for a second because it's Kendrick Lamar, right? Yeah. And he just made it a point. I yeah, think sometimes you need to provoke, which brings me to my next. Are you with? I mean, again, you know, shout out to Walicha and, and and all the photographers out there. Sometimes do you do you need to provoke people? in order to gain a following and then direct them in what you think or that's not the way you like to work? I don't think it's about provoking. So the reason I speak out about a lot of these issues mm. is because I understand the mentality of the people who still don't know yet. Because you, you, you used to because be like I that. Because I had, I used to be exactly like that. Okay. I used to say the N-word. I used to be, I used to like deep heartedly I say I'm not a feminist. There's no way I'd be a feminist. Mm. I used to not think about these things because I'm like, fuck it, it doesn't matter to me. Like this is not how I was brought up. This is my thinking, and my thinking is right. But I think that's wrong because there's so much literature, there's so much, so much that people are talking about it online that you need to open your horizon and right. say, okay, I need to be sensitive to other people. If my work can offend someone, I'm not going to be okay with it. Interesting. And 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 with the talk with Walid, he's like, no, yeah. I'm going to keep making I know, these I know. mistakes. I know. He said that. He's like, I'm going to keep making these mistakes, and Willie. then I will one day. <laughs> I don't see, and I've, yeah. Walid I, I, knows. I've spoken yeah. to him for an hour and a half, two hours on I know. Instagram, I know, yeah. explaining to him. But you guys spoke before and after, I believe. Before like, and after, like <laughs> yeah. we're we're still pals. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't agree with his his I ways. Know. And I know he showed up to your workshop that you did the next day or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't agree to to the way some some people yeah. think, but that doesn't mean I hate them. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, no, the only and thing. I, and and I want to say with with that with that what he said, I'm going to continue making mistakes mm. and I will learn from them that and this that was the an analogy that I came up with is you're on Sheikh Zayed Road yeah okay you suddenly you're gonna switch a lane you're gonna switch another lane and then you're gonna switch this lane what's happening behind you are people are crashing and getting hurt mm. and all I'm telling you is big has put on your indicator Put on your indicator. That's nah, it. Put up my indicator. So, so, so similarly, don't be like, I'm going to make these mistakes and then I will learn. You're hurting people in the back. Learn and then make sure you don't make any mistake. Wow. Doesn't mean that you yeah. shouldn't go out and shoot more. You shouldn't do. Yeah. But, but what people. he meant, I think, was different kind of mistakes. 
<laughs> so it's like if that was a mistake, yeah. you'll do another mistake and, and so on. But I see, I see what you're saying. My question to you, and mm. it's a yes or no, mm. would you ever do something that will provoke people just to get more followers? Because this is, no. look, I worked, no. no. So I, I worked in radio and I, I, I know that some radio hosts would do something controversial just to get followers. No, no, I'm against they would go one million followers and then they would start preaching good. No, I'm against that. Okay. I'm against that because uh, I have a lot of people that come up to me like, yo, you should you should have at least 100,000 followers. How come you're still on 27? <laughs> I'm like, look, mine is organic and yeah. I'm happy with the way yeah, it's Yeah, I know. You talked a lot about that and I see it's organic. It's a lot of engagement. Yeah. What people are missing out, my brother, man, is engagement for me is so important. Yeah. The amount of engagement you get on yeah. your photos, on mashallah, when people message you, uh, your DMs and stuff like that. When you post a picture, yeah. um, it's, it's incredible. What was the picture that you posted that really people would like? You saw a lot of feedback, whether um, on a story or because sometimes when you repost other people posting. Yeah, I think two pictures for me stand out. Which one is um, the old man in Morocco? Oh, of course, yeah. Um, that for me, when I even when I was taking the pictures. When and was that taken? Like right outside his house. When, when was like a year? When ago? a year ago. A year ago, yeah. So when I was taking those pictures with the light, with the connection that we had, because he called, invited me to his house. Yeah. He gave me coffee. I was playing with his grandchild. We smoked something. I know. Uh, <laughs> and and so when we were taking that picture, like I had goosebumps the whole time. And then when I put it up, I put it up like this is this is incredible. And I didn't know if people were gonna react to it the same way. Mm. But it did. It did. Why do you think people reacted that way? Because I think there is there is something to it. There is a soul to it. There is, it's real. Like I didn't tell him what to do. I didn't tell him how to stand. I, I was just like, can I take your photo, sawar, sawar? And, and, he, he, and he just- Language barrier with you doesn't, you know, we'll talk about the other picture, but um, language barrier, I feel sometimes, is it is it a barrier actually with Adi? Because you know, some, some people don't speak English. Yeah. You know, and that's not a problem with you at all. No, right? no, not at all. I think uh, as a photographer, I like to travel a lot. And yes. when you travel, like I went to Italy. Italy was a bit of a language barrier because you couldn't understand anything people were talking. But when you when you have a camera and you have a nice demeanor and you're just friendly yeah. and you don't look creepy, then everyone <laughs> just opens up. And yeah. It's just nice. What, what's the second picture? Uh, the picture of the Kaaba with the hands. Oh, man. That that blew out. Though. How is it, man? You know, how is it when you visited? You've been there before, or what? Yeah, I've been that? there like many yeah. times because I lived in Saudi for three years. Where Jeddah, Riyadh. Jeddah and Riyadh, Jeddah. but I was young. I was between the ages of five to seven. Did you so eat bake at that time? Yeah, man. Yeah. Bake is yeah. Okay, sweet. So bake is legendary. What does I mean taking pictures of the Kaaba, man? I. Uh, uh, what does that mean to you? Because man, for me, I, I've seen people and I was with people when they first came to Saudi and the, the first thing they see was the Kaaba. I had a friend of mine mm. who actually came to, um, he's American converted to Islam. And then he told me, brother, when I come to the airport, I want you to blindfold me. I don't want to see anything except the Kaaba. And man, that's what I did. So he came in, I blindfolded him. When he came to the airport, he didn't see anything. Mm. He sat down, we went to uh, Mecca and we were standing in front of um, the Kaaba and he's like, okay, now, and uh, yeah, man, it just gives me goosebumps every time I talk about it. And he saw the Kaaba, man, he started crying. Yeah. He looked up and it was, it was really, uh, yeah, something. It is something. But, yeah. It is something. I think, can a picture, can a picture can really convey what we feel as, as Muslim when you look at the, the Kaaba? Or what do you think? You can only try, right? Yeah. You can only try. And that's that's what I try to do with photography. Yeah. I try to bring out the mood that that That, that is you're present. in at that point. That is, that is, yeah. I mean, obviously, if I was allowed to take my camera, you could have had a more high-def yeah. picture, but I had to take it with my phone. Yeah. 
Would you want to take pictures of the Kaaba, like professionally like that? I'd love to, yeah, of course. I mean... If I make that happen, would it be cool? Yeah. I want to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah, because I know the people there are responsible for the media and stuff like that. Oh, nice. And, yeah, I'd uh, love that. Yeah. I'd love okay, that. cool. I think that would be nice. That'd be, yeah. that'd be, that'd be a good experience. But what I, what I loved about the last time that I went, it was earlier this year, mm. was that... I know you saw, you took pictures of the people I saw around. People praying and stuff, and people doing the tawaf. Yeah. So many people are on their cell phones, like selfieing, FaceTiming with their loved ones. Wow. And I thought that was beautiful. Like, that was. I was like, you know, like, oh, look, I'm here. At the, yeah. at the same time, you're like, oh, you're not in the moment because you're not fully present in your devotion to... Yeah. But whatever works for people, you know? Yeah, but I, yeah, you're right. But I mean, for people who don't know, some of these people, it's very hard for them to come to Saudi. Yeah. It takes them years to save yeah. up. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. easy to come. It's not like I... Kaaba was... Mecca was 45 minutes away from my house. Mm. I take it for granted sometimes. Yeah. I wish I could yeah. even went more. Yeah. Um, Okay, the next question is a little bit um, um, you on the spot. Um, okay, okay. Uh, so you're, you're, you're a person who, you know, you have, you have your own faith, which is, you know, you follow your faith, and which is respectable, and I see that. Mm. But how do you balance, you know, that party lifestyle with that, if you want to take pictures with this and that, mm. or that's fine, like if there's a certain balance? You know what I'm going with? Yeah, um, for me, with my with my faith, so to speak, I think it's very personal. Mm. Um, it's between you and Allah. It's between me and Allah, and also like I'm I'm respectful of my family's image, and uh, which which includes and and because like Arabs Indians are also very yeah. when you add Islam to it, it becomes a very big mix of like oh you you cannot like bring our name down and you cannot because I still have a few relatives that are like oh yeah this guy is just taking pictures of girls and me like you know haram. <laughs> Um, I mean, I mean, me. I like that. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, initially, this is what I meant with the question, because I'm sure you'll have people around, even even you know, close to your family, that yeah. would say. No, the thing is, being a photographer, when you start out and and you see a dime a dozen photographers in Dubai now, yeah. it's easy to be labeled a creep. Why? Because of because uh, the, like, I mean bad people are presenting photography. That's yes. What you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've seen the worst of people like yeah, yeah. outside New York Fashion Week, London Fashion Week when I when I would shoot street style, just the way these men would talk, like, Oh yeah, turn turn for me, sweetheart, like yeah, show me, yeah, turn around. I'm like But that's terrible. That's terrible. And so even in even in Dubai there are people who mm. who, who get into photography because they know that is that is one step closer to getting uh, closer to girls. For example, now you don't really? have. To, yeah, for sure. Like huh. being a photographer, like if you're good at it, then you have access to any girl like who wants to take a wants to take a photo. Now it's it's up to you to maintain the decency. Yeah. To not be a creep, which is not easy because I think a lot of people misuse it. And, That's a very good point. And a lot of a, a lot of girls then would would feel horrible about shooting with a male photographer. Did you ever talk to somebody about that and they tell you this is sometimes what I feel? I know of, uh, of 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 people who've mm. had uh, unwanted okay um, what's the word approaches when they were being shot by a photographer really? like like yeah like like you know they want to do like bedroom shoots and they want to do like that's terrible. lingerie stuff but man yeah you know I mean, so, oh, this so, is where so the... that's so for me 
that is what where it's important where my culture and my family upbringing yeah. comes out. I cannot go down that path because there there are people doing it. There are people doing it tastefully, but I, 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 that's something that I would I would not do. But man, what you're saying? Oh wow, this is like okay. You, so principles for you is very important. It's important. And we're not just saying that on the camera. I feel that you know with you, like really, you believe in principle. Yeah. You and you wouldn't you wouldn't do something that will jeopardize that to get you more fame. No, no, of course not. Yeah. Because let's let's fame just face is, it, look, man. Fame is not important. It's, I know I th it's relative. For me, for me, it's very relative because I think if, if someone would look at would look at you right now, mm. I don't think there's anyone who's creative in in, in in Dubai at least that wouldn't know Mathieu. Your example, your name. Yeah. I, I'm you know I'm, I'm I'm sure about that. The people you associate yourself with, there's a certain movement, there's a certain culture that that you that you're with. You, you're able to prove yourself, you know, you've worked yeah. with so many brands, alhamdulillah, and you worked and you're still, you know, there. So I think it's just a matter, but it's a very important point that you say. If that's the case, what would you say to upcomers, you know, photographers that fall into that? When I say fall, because I know a couple that are young ones mm. that fall into that trap. Mm. What do you tell them? I mean... I'm talking about the fact that they would do something against their principles mm. just to get famous. Mm. I mean... Uh, to each their own, right? Like I can't be telling them this is the right way to do it mm, because mm. their circumstances mm. might be different from mine. Like my mother to this day is like, why are you shooting girls? Like, why don't you shoot the Burj Khalifa? Like your friend Altamash ALJVD yeah. shouts out, <laughs> mosques, okay. scenery, shoot these kind of things. But she doesn't know that for me, shooting people is what gets me going. Like it's, it's what I love doing. Yeah, there's a certain emotion out of it. Like when I shoot but, products or when I shoot landscape, unless it's incredibly beautiful, which I like to do when I travel, mm. um, just landscape photography and stuff doesn't excite me because anyone can do it. If anyone has a good enough camera, has the same editing technique, yeah. and then can stand at the exact spot and click it because it's, it's not moving, I'm like, if anyone can do it, I don't want to do it. Mm. So that is where I'm stuck now, even with my videos. Because mm. I used to make a lot of videos, but now I see so many videographers coming up, up and coming. Mm. Good for them. But I look at their work and it's all the same. Like it's travel videos where it's like yeah. your hand comes out and you're reaching out to the Burj Khalifa. You're like touching sand and grains of sand are falling. Yeah. And there's a bird flying. It's all the it's same. All the same there's concept. so much content. Mm. For me, I'm like, okay, how can I have more meaning to my work? And that's why I'm, I'm kind of like in a limbo now, which is good. I'm not beating myself up over it. I'm when not. you say limbo, like that's um, like you're stuck, you feel? I'm not stuck. Like I'm a waiting. writer block for a I'm rapper, waiting. For no, I'm waiting. Okay. I'm waiting this period. You know your next move? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. But that's the thing for me. Everything right from the time I started has been like, it just happens. It's just been happening and I'm going with the flow and making that sure that way. I stay, stick to my principles and I stick to my morals and I go with it. If there's an opportunity that presents itself, like, yo, we want to fly you to Tanzania tomorrow, it's not part of my plan, I'll go. You know, because the opportunity presented itself and I'm a big believer in whatever you call it, fate, destiny, mm. uh, manifestation. Yeah. Yeah, so now I know that this, for me, the way that I feel because of the people that I've met and I'm very, very grateful for the community that we have in Dubai and I oh, tell man. this to everyone. Yeah. Like, it's a special community, man. I, I what a community like, like every other day when i go home <laughs> at night i park my car put it in the park and i'm like that was a good day and i was like why was it a good day i was like because of the people yeah like it, i feel like, genuine see, love, you and me man. are the look, same yeah, 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 always look, look. get goosebumps yeah, yeah, yeah look you know i i've seen an all your 
no, <laughs> seriously, it's goosebumps. real. I'm not, and this is where you see it's the. It's I'm the, just like that. I always get goosebumps. No, it's the, but it's the reality, right? Because yeah. I see, I see the love, I see the uh, loyalty, I see the, you know, passion between you guys. It's. Uh, and I learned so much from people like Shab and Chindi. And they said the same thing about you. Yeah, exactly. You know? So. So it's it, it was really cool to to hear that and see that because like it's no, sometimes me, like, uh, Shindi I think was saying we give him client, he gives a client, like you know, like yeah. And there's always like okay, is this that is, is that right? Yeah. This is what okay. this is what we've learned. This is what okay. we've learned. Like we're like okay, we work with this client. This client sucks. Don't work with them if they come up to you. They're, they're pieces of shit. No. Okay. A lot of shitty clients okay. that that try to put you down. Man. So for us, like for me, and and that's why I'm in a limbo because now I've met a lot of artists who've, yes. who've studied art, who've gone to art school. And when I look at the way they think and, and their plans and their visions and they're, they're like, we need to do, we want to make a, a photography mean something. It has to be, there has to be something more to it than just like I'm taking pictures for Instagram, which is why I'm stuck now because taking pictures for Instagram and making videos for Instagram has brought me to where I am now. Okay. And, and now I want to take it to the next level, make it more meaningful while at the same time not discarding Instagram because I, I never will discard social media because it made me who I am. Yeah. So I'm like, how do I integrate both worlds, like the art world and the social media world and make something more meaningful that I can look back and say, okay, this wasn't just me and like a girl walking around the street and it's beautiful pictures, mm. but it's, it stands for something, if there's something more to Did it. Did you ever reject a client? Yeah, so many times. I mean, now. <laughs> okay. When I started out, um, when I started out, no. Is there is there like part of reasons, for example? I'm not talking like budgets, but I'm just saying principle-wise, like you don't. Yeah, alcohol companies. You don't shoot. No. At all. I don't shoot for them, or I don't. I don't. They wanted to fly me to Italy, this just, beer company, and I was like, I can't. I that just, place, devil advocate. Why? Like for example. Not that I pay. mind. Yeah. But my parents will. Okay. And I I don't want to rub them the wrong way because. Like uh, they've given me all the liberties um, yeah. that I had growing up, and 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 yes, is this the ideal son that they see for themselves? No, because mm -hmm. at the same time they have to hear from X, Y, and Z auntie like, oh, this this boy is not married. He's 28. He's taking pictures of girls. Like he's gonna, you know. So my parents are always stressed out. They're like, please just get married. Please just get married. Don't be stressed out, fam. I mean, he's a great dude. <laughs> You so know, I'm, I'm just saying. So uh, I just want them to know that. No, seriously. Okay, let me just say that. I, I mean, you know, I bump into you, you know, every now and then, but I follow, follow you, and you know, every time I, I see you, every single time I see you, you're always humble, real, very akhlaq aliyah, and you know, nice, you know, uh, great manners. So I think, you know, I'm sure they're proud, but I see also where they, um, I see where they come, and it's amazing that you stick to your principles that way. Mm. So you do say no. I do say no. A lot of times, also now, mm. is for the budget. Okay. Like if you don't How does that see budget thing work? I'm very interested to know because some people would say, no budget. What does that mean? And I come also from the background when it comes to music. If you're a local artist, hey, come for the exposure. Look, you for know, me, like, I was spoiled Okay. from the start of my career. I wouldn't say spoiled. I was so, so freaking lucky to, to have worked with a company as big, big as Adidas. Big up. Naomi and Samina. Shout out to Naomi. Samina, um, yeah. We used to work. I mean, I, I owe them so much. They had the um, the belief in me when I just when I was starting out. Mm. So I just quit my job. Soul 2016 was about to happen. Yeah. And Naomi hits me up. She's like, Sweet. Gibbs, I want you to shoot. Stormzy is coming. Ah, and I was the biggest Stormzy I fan at that I point. I saw that. <laughs> and and so I flipped. I was like, holy shit! I would have done it for free. But yeah, I see what you're saying. But I'm a business guy. I yeah. ran a business for four years, right? Yeah. So I told Naomi, like, I know you don't have a budget, but yo, Nike's hit me up. 
and if they if they have a budget then mm. i have to say yes to nike mm. nike did hit me up but nike told me they don't have a budget okay okay but okay. i didn't tell that to naomi sorry yeah, yeah. if you're watching this yeah. naomi yeah. but it's yeah. business <laughs> no no i no i get it i get it so and i told, it's, it's I told business, yeah so i told day, naomi yeah. i'm like so if nike says yes then uh, I'll have to say yes to them. Yeah, of course. When in reality, both of them said they didn't have a budget, mm. which I think is BS. If a company comes to you and says, can you create content for us? We don't have a budget. No, because this is my job. It's not someone who's just coming and taking do pictures. You, do, you, do, you, do you get, maybe with the word, the stuff here, do you get mad at photographers who say yes at these opportunities? No, no, okay. no, because everyone's uh, path is different. Mm. No, but don't you think they're also messing with photographers? Because at the end of the day, that company may be, may be short-sighted, would only look for content. They wouldn't look for maybe the best content or whatever. What happens a lot of times is these, these companies that come, oh, we don't have a budget, oh, we can't match your budget. Yes. Can you, can you do it for this much? And I would say no, because it doesn't make sense. If, so, for example, if it is a company that I really fuck with and I want, I want to be a part of their, whatever they're doing, yeah. I will do it for much less than I usually do it. Okay because I want to support the culture, I want to get be a part of it. But if it's something that I don't really want to do and they only they benefit out of it, then I'm like, pay me what I want. Pay mm. me, this is what's going to make me happy. This is what I value my work at. And a lot of times they don't value your work. So yeah. So what happens is they would take someone else who would charge 30% of what you charge. Yeah. And they'd get their images, but they mm. wouldn't be happy. And then they come back to you and for the next back, one and yeah. be like, hey. Um, how is Tormzy? Tomzi was chill. He was really nice. Yeah. I'm not going to make it seem like we're friends or anything, <laughs> but I got to hang out with him for yeah. a bit uh, yeah. backstage. That was dope. Like, yeah. I'm sure if you go to him and be like, hey, do you know Gibbs? He'd be like, fuck no, I, don't. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, but it was, it, it was nice to, to, to meet him at the um, beginning. Okay. Um, last thing I want to talk to you about this project that you did. Was it the Hijri project? Nine Hijri. Hijri? Yeah. Tell me about that. Because I think that was really cool. I mean, it was featured in, in Dubai Mall, your yeah. work. So there were two aspects to it. One was Nine Hijri was a Ramadan um, yeah. pop-up sort of a thing in Dubai mm. Mall. Uh, and I created videos for Dubai Mall with the whole, like, about the pop-up. Okay. But also, they gave me a space in the film category, saying we want to showcase your film. Uh, the, the videos that you've made um, wow. just showcasing talent from the region Middle Eastern or Islamic because it has to be connected to mm. Ramadan and so yeah so, so but how did it feel that your work was in one of the oh. biggest malls in the world if not the biggest these I guess. are the things that blow my mind away yeah, in terms right? of how quickly things happen so mm. this happened so when people ask me what is your dream five years from now what, what do you, where do you see yourself yeah. now when I just started out if you told me like within five years you could have your your videos and your pictures displayed you, in the biggest mall in the world say no way and say get out of here you know it doesn't you're lying so when when things like this happened this happened one year after i quit my job mm. i just took out the whole notion of like what yeah. is next out because you Do can't you feel comprehend. that your 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 growth became a bit fast well uh, you no i, mean, I think it was way faster than okay. <laughs> like a rocket Boom. yeah it was which it was is insane. i think good alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah but does that scare you a bit like between you you say you go like oh wow i did this i did that no like when i look back at 2017 i was doing so much 2017 was your year was my year for sure like the amount the just the things that happened yeah just so many things that happened yeah i got to say see my um idol james blake live wow um i want to tell you the story because it's music related yeah so james blake uh, of course, is, is my everything when it when it comes to my my photos and my videos. Nice. I edit my my photography and my videos, oh, mainly listening to James Blake. 
and make, like back makes in, a difference. Back in 2017, when I would, when I would edit, now I've like diversified because yeah. like, my friends are like, "Khalas, it's been six years. Like, move on." <laughs> and he hasn't dropped another album yet. Um, James. But if I'd edit a picture and I, I wouldn't like the way it looked, the mm. colors, it would be because I wasn't listening to James Blake, and then I put it on and wow. try again. Um, and really? If you look at my that's a big statement. Yeah. If you look at the thousand plus photos that I mean posts on my Instagram, yeah. Every single one of them is either pictures that I've taken, videos that I've taken, or a picture that I'm in. Except for one, back in 2014, I put a picture of Overgrown, his album, and I'm like, I cannot explain to you how much this guy means to me. His music is everything. Like, I, I, it's just everything. And so why? Why? Every what, time, what is? What is it? What is it about his music that you connect to? Just. How do I explain this? Like, I'm, I'm a very emotional person. Yeah. Like, I can cry very easily. Mm. Like, if there's something that happens, like past relationships, um, problems with family, yeah. anything, like music helps me get through it. And, and I like to like let that release. And I f feel like a lot of that that emotion James Blake captures more than anyone else. Nice. And it gives it 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 opens my mind up creatively when I when I listen to his music. I'm like. And for me, music is my biggest inspiration when it comes to making photos and videos. Always love that. So the way, and a lot of a lot of my videos and a lot of my pictures, the way it comes out is I'll be driving, listening to a song, and it's also kind of the fact that I haven't had the experience of going to art school and knowing what it's about. So I feel like my inspiration comes from these musicians who sing about something. Artists out there, I'm telling you, you inspire. For real, people man. like that, man. So, keep, like, keep with, 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 yeah. like they're poets. Mm. Musicians are poets. Like, yeah, of with course. the words, yeah, yeah. with with the integration of uh, of different sounds, it, it just opens my mind, and I see things visually when I listen to these when I listen to music. Yeah, and so for James Blake, every time I travel, uh, I would look: is, is he performing? Is he performing? And he wow. he wasn't performing anyway. So I went, when I went to America, he wasn't performing. Man, and I was like, shit. And so I was in LA one day, just waiting, uh, just lying down, uh, and I was scrolling to Instagram, and James Blake posted that he's going to be playing in New York, one night only, solo <laughs> piano concert, uh, Lincoln Jazz uh, Theater. Oh wow! And I was like, holy shit! And this was four hours ago. I hadn't, I hadn't seen it. I looked for tickets, sold out, and it was the same date that I was going to be in New York. Wow! So my friend was like, no, there's other uh, website that sells these, that resells these tickets. You should really look at it. And the ticket that was going for a hundred dollars was okay. going for four hundred. Oh, okay. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll buy it. I am, I am going for this." And you did. One hundred percent. Front row center. Oh wow! So I'm here, and James Blake is like oh, literally wow. fifty <laughs> feet away. From, not 50. How did that feel? <sighs> but Man. before that happened, <laughs> we're waiting for him to come, mm. and guess who walks in and sits like three seats away from me? And, she, and 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 keep in mind, two days before this, I shot. Uh, a friend of mine in New York hooked me up with a with a shoot for the Harper's Bazaar gala event. Wow. Where I saw everyone from 21 Savage to Kim Kardashian to Nicki Minaj what? to the whole A-list celebrity oh, wow. of Hollywood. I was right next to them and I was moving around because I had the all-access uh, media pit. So I'd seen all of them. What? You know Jim Carrey when he when he kind of um, had this meltdown and yeah. he was like, we're not here, are you here? Yes, yes. It was in front of me. Really? I was there. Oh wow! So I'd seen all of these celebrities two days ago, and I realized this with like that's crazy. Celebrities man. in general, everyone's just people. Yeah. Like yeah, like I have, I don't mean to brag, but I have some kids who come up to me and be like, oh my god, like I love your work, and I'd see them shaking. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but I'm a normal guy. Like I'm just some. So with all celebrities, I just know that they're just normal people yeah, who made yeah. it big. Who, 
you know, and 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 the good ones are the ones that stay humble and 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 they True. they they acknowledge the fact that they, they they're lucky. Like okay, they were blessed with the talent. Yeah. They're lucky to be be there. I still so, want to know who came third row. First row, for your three first seats row? away. Okay. She looked at me and smiled. Huh? And my heart just exploded. <laughs> my heart was pounding. And I'm not even the biggest fan okay. of them per se. Okay. It was Jay Z and Beyonce. What? <laughs> three seats away from me. Wow. I'm looking at my my childhood. I mean, my idol James Blake, listening to it next to Beyonce. What? For an hour and a half. You guys made eye contact. Yeah. God. She, she and, she has, and she I has. I tried to do that with Shaq when I went to the NBA, bro. You should see that. I'll tell you that story quickly. Tell me. So I went to the uh, U.S. for the first time about seven, eight years ago, mm. and I Shaq was Shaq is also someone I look up to. So I um, I got a ticket. He was playing. He was playing in Boston. Uh, so Boston versus uh, man, it was a funny story. Boston versus New York. Mm. Uh, I got a ticket. Went there and bro, I Shaq wasn't playing that day. He was in a suit mm. and. Uh, you know, I'm there, and I'm like screaming in the middle, like, Shaq, I came all the way from Saudi Arabia. And my friend was like, don't say Saudi Arabia, like we're in New York. I don't know, I can't say it. Man, he didn't listen. And at one point, man, it was like halftime or so, I came really down, I saw Whoopi Goldberg, I saw, um, um, yeah, there was other celebrities. But anyway, we made Kida small, like a slow motion, we made the eye contact, it was like, the, he looked at me! <laughs> no, but man, Beyonce and Jay-Z, yeah, wow. That was something. That's why I said 2017 was an incredible year. 2018 wow. cannot live up to that. Oof. It How is 2018 going so far? Good, but it's also like I like I said, I'm in that limbo where I'm trying to figure out what the next step is. I'm okay. waiting for myself to decide and know and like it just comes to me. I'm not trying to force it. Yeah, okay, this guy is incredible. I told him I want to do like 15, 20 minutes and then now we start talking. And then, uh, it's uh, I think there's a certain vibe to you that I that I respect. Uh, you, yeah, you have that, uh, I don't know what it is, man, but it's like people respect you. There's a reason for that, man, because you, your principal, man, humble man, very creative, very talented. And I think, honest. Thanks, man. Uh, like straight to the point. And that, I think, makes a huge difference in how people like you. deal with you. You're always full of compliments, though. No, seriously. It's, uh, I mean, I wouldn't get, uh, it's, uh, you're right. No, I am. I'm not saying this, that you're full of compliments to everyone. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. to me, every time that I've met you, it's true, every time. you've been nothing but nice. And no, I because think it, this. It's incredible. Like, I look, again, I, I mean, you know, shout out to all the creatives. You know, shout out to you, Azarel. Shout out to everybody, you know, that is creative. Because I, it's, it's, it's something I lack, right? I'm good at this, talking here and there. Yeah. But I mean, you, what you guys do, yeah. is inspiring. But I want to tell you that, like, uh, you are very instrumental. Mm. And and the way that you you you, you compliment Sister young to talent, make me young talent, and you when you go to these creatives and you tell them, I think you push them beyond what they're capable of or beyond what they want to do. It's my duty, man. I think it's do, my job. When you do that, I remember when when you used to come up to me and tell me like every now and then like I love your shit. I'm like fuck, like am I am I really that good? Mm. And 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 hearing these affirmations from other people, especially you. I, and I think you do that to all the creatives. It just pushes them, and so um, thank you for that. That means a lot to Honestly, me. Honestly, thank you. That means that. the whole world to me. And this, what, what you're you doing with right this, now. with this whole buckle up thing? Yeah, it's been good, man. It is. It is amazing because you you are documenting what people in this region are doing, and yeah. you're speaking to them and giving them the opportunity, and giving other people the opportunity to learn from these creatives and to learn uh, how people think. Because this is one of the things that that helped me. 2017, all of 2017, I would only listen. To, to motivational uh, stuff speakers. on YouTube yeah, yeah. and I would listen to 
people who are successful and who made it what did how do they think what did they do what is it that they and to each one and from like different said, fields yeah, 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 yeah. different and fields and to each one has their own story like if you uh, if you look at your own story yeah. look at other people's story everyone has you know something and, different and 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 what i've realized from the the ones that speak about how they got there those are the things that i try to embody which is always be grateful always be humble always work hard i'm like if if the top people in 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 the the, the cinema industry yeah. and ufc and and if they all say this ufc conor mcgregor used to be my favorite favorite but now is it true just, that he <laughs> we'll talk so about disappointed. is it true that he somehow inspired you to get into yeah, yeah? yeah. conor mcgregor's story conor mcgregor his story yeah because mm. he was a plumber and then he was like he focused and yeah. now he's at the top of his game and unfortunately he didn't remain humble because he made 100 million dollars in one yeah. fight you watch that fight i know you watched that fight i'm very disappointed with the fact that like apart from david beckham who was my who was my idol back in when i was growing up mm. uh, for for like 15 years i had but no once, i just got to say this that's why i love about buckle up i was just ready to attend it and then this is why i love about buckle up <laughs> but man yeah yeah i mean you like david beckham i used to love david beckham and the point is after david beckham i had no idol growing up and mm. then when i saw conor mcgregor i was like holy shit that's the dude this is my guy and and but now he's just completely lost it so was it because of the recent fight or, or no it's just no. his attitude and his okay. way is like yeah fuck everyone else like i have all the money but let's let's just talk that action. let's talk about that for a little bit Tell me. about the fight mm. and how he came about which one you, yeah. yeah i mean a lot of people especially like you know i have friends from you know ireland and and, and britain western friends and they said see this is why islam is terrible blah blah and we start talking like religious start getting into it and twitter was going crazy that morning <laughs> you know like so what i mean he was putting alcohol in front of the guy and this is not respectful no yeah no look see conor does anything to sell a fight no but is that excusable he he pushed he pushed his limits conor pushed his boundaries i know it's entertainment but man like the guy like conor shouldn't know. have done the things he did in terms with, with the alcohol talking alcohol, about his yeah. uh, his, his family dad, yeah. his uh, so he he got his ass whooped <laughs> you know and everyone knew that he would get his ass whooped because khabib is a monster but mm. what conor did to sell his fight just gave khabib more ammunition so to speak to okay. make sure that he punishes this guy and and if you see footage like between one of the rounds when conor was getting mauled between the rounds conor was like hey it's just business man hey it's just business really yeah and khabib was like what say what and then he literally wow i i, didn't see I, that. I, I hey, it's I, just business man, no, but that's the thing I like i really wish that for, i mean You can't change what happened but I really wish that Khabib hadn't jumped out of the yes, fight. Yes, uh, everyone and he did. would have just like so shook were, his you, hand and be like okay, yeah. he would have been the legend, the best all-time greatest, <laughs> the best man. Yeah. But like emotions get to emotions people, get you to know? You. Yeah. I wish it hadn't happened because then people are like yeah, this is Islam is not. It's not. Because uh, then you can be like okay, Islam is also what Khabib did up to the fight till the moment yes. where he slipped, where he just remained he's like I will show you and they say I'm not going to talk shit. It's interesting how people only take the negatives out of uh, a certain culture. Yeah. Always, like, yeah, it's always, always like that. And even if you see the the bad people who are out there, they're a minority of what Islam is. Like yeah. what, you know? Like what? We are uh, Muslim people are like a billion people. Yeah. You know, so you know so if if 2 3 million if even 100,000 people or 1 million of those people there is so more percentage yeah. um of that. Well, man, I just want to say thank you for your time, brother man. Of course, man. man. Thank um, you so much. Thanks for having me. Always with uh with you. Your Instagram. Mm. Gib. Mm. Is is a short of what? Or was it? What is it? Gibster G. Yeah. I wanted Gibster. I didn't want Gibster G. <laughs> the G. The G. The G. Because I couldn't get Gibster. <laughs> uh, Who has Gibster? This 14-year-old black girl. 
<laughs> like she won't give it to me. I and stuck I lost to her. her so many oh, you times. spoke to her? Yeah. I'm oh, like, no I'll way. pay you for it, please. Yo, girl, come on, make it. <laughs> but now I think it's it's just become a brand name that I can't okay. change now. So, so it's Gibbs to G. Gibbs I thought like he wants to be a rapper that dude. No, like, man. Gibbs to no, G. So, so, yeah, so Because I know you like gangster rap. So growing like up, I used to I used to rap a lot. Um, really? Yeah, I'm not gonna do it now. Why not? Because I have. If there's any way you could do it, buckle up in the spot. No, I've seen Shab and Chindis and I saw how hard they failed and they rap a lot, so. <laughs> I don't even rap a lot, so I'm not gonna do it. I don't think they failed though, that was nice. <laughs> no, they, they're a lot better off camera. Okay. Is what I mean. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, because they do it a lot and I, and, okay. and, and I can't keep up. But back back in the day, I thought I was the shit because I could rap and rhyme a lot because I used to write poetry also. Okay. Um, but it Beautiful, all died. Nice. It all died. Um, so, friend, so, so, so if I ask you to, uh, if I have an event now and I want you to recite poetry, would you do that? Nah, man. You don't. You don't write anymore. I don't write anymore. I used to also like um, open my school play with like reciting verses from the Quran. Wow. Yeah. Um, I like that. But that's that's all gone. Looking mm. back, you can connect the dots. Yeah. You know, like the, the Steve Jobs, one of his most famous speeches at Harvard, at Stanford. Where he talks about looking back and connecting the dots which is for me that i never envisioned myself to be a creative but now that i'm here when i look back i'm like oh shit i used to write poetry i used to try and mix music i used to be on virtual dj all the time Man. i used to uh, design shoes i used to rap i used to all of these things i'm like looking back i'm like oh, i was probably always meant to be a creative mm. but i never felt that I, until I, this happened i wouldn't end this episode better than this what you just said connecting the dots stay blessed my brother thank you um, so your much. social media is gipster g if you don't know then i don't know you're somewhere under a rock follow this man incredible dude thank you so much again thank for your you time. so much big house buckle up it's like subscribe all that good stuff we're gonna figure out a way how to get back right now i've been going like straight all the way right oh, now we're in russell khor now we're russell khor yalla Peace, guys. Bye.